Welcome to the Youth Pastor Tips Podcast, a podcast about helping youth workers win. So whether you are the youth pastor, an amazing volunteer, or even a dedicated small group leader, this podcast is for you. Each week, you'll hear the best tips when it comes to youth ministry. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode. And here's your host, Anthony Vargas. Well, guys, it's the first official episode of the Youth Pastor Tips podcast, and I'm so excited about this new season of sharing, encouraging, and equipping. It's going to be a ton of fun. I really believe that these 10 to 20 minute episodes will leave you feeling fired up to do what you do best in reaching students with the gospel. And typically you start the beginning of a podcast episode with a sponsor giving you some sort of advertisement, but since no one has chosen to sponsor this incredible podcast, I'll be my own sponsor and say thanks for actually listening and checking out this podcast. I tell everyone I know that I love student ministry, and if you know me, you know that's true about me. Nothing gets me fired up more than hanging out with students and their families, waking up early in the morning, meeting some j Boys for Discipleship, and seeing when a teenager has that aha moment in their faith. And if you don't know my background, I was born and raised in Mississippi where I met my wife, whom I've been married to for a little over seven years. And it was just over three years ago when Bailey and I, we packed our bags and left to come to this little bitty state called Texas. And we love it out here in Dallas. I'm actually a graduate of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, and I have a master's in theological studies. And I currently serve at Prestonwood Baptist Church, our North Campus, and I serve as a junior high pastor. And I'm just surrounded by a ton of incredible teammates at both of our locations. And I love my team and I love what I do. I mean, I like a lot of things like basketball, reading, uh, video games, hiking, kayaking, grilling. But those things don't compare with my love for being in student ministry. And that's what I've been doing for almost nine years now. And recently, though, I've had just such an incredible desire to share my experience of learning into some sort of learning experience for youth pastors. And that's why I wanted to hop on a podcast. So whether it was from networking or answering questions to even producing YouTube videos, I figured, you know, this podcast would be a great platform to encourage and equip any youth worker out there. Now, I'll say this. You know, last thing before moving into our tips today, there are incredible podcasts out there that speak on the idea of youth ministry, such as the DYM podcast, Youth Ministry Hacks, and even 15 Minutes with Frank, uh, and so on. But those, those podcasts, they have impacted me and inspired me more ways than I can count. You know, so I you know, thank you first off to Doug, Josh, Frank, Justin, all those guys. Um, and you might be asking yourself out of all those podcasts, you know, why should I listen to youth pastor tips podcast? Well, I can't speak for those guys, but if you choose to give this podcast a subscribe and listen, you're going to get real honest and genuine content when it comes to youth ministry. I have an experience in youth ministry that is unique to me in serving in a small, smaller group and now serving in one of the largest student ministries in our Metroplex. And I'm, I'm blessed by that. And I'm, But I'm also passionate about helping other youth workers as well. 
And for instance, I've set up, you know, two calls in the past couple of weeks with different youth pastors just so I can, you know, answer questions and share on a different couple of topics. Uh, I'm never going to be too busy to help another youth worker. And I'll hold to that. So if you really want to learn some encouraging, practical tips that have helped me be better, you're in the right place. And I'm excited to see how the Lord is going to use this podcast to better equip his saints. Well, Knowing that, let's move forward to today's list to help you when speaking to students. Now, I chose speaking to students to be the first couple of episodes because this is such a privilege we get to do on a weekly basis, and I never want any youth worker to take that lightly. Um, now, am I the best communicator? No, but I sure do love teaching teenagers the Bible. I'm in crowd, I'm surrounded by some incredible teachers of God's Word on my team. Uh, and naming just a couple, Jason Mick, Lance Millsaps, and lastly, Bryant Forshee. All three of those are, are great communicators of God's Word, and they communicate truth in such a way you're sitting on the edge of your seat wanting more every time. And I really do mean that. Look them up on YouTube and watch a message from them. Um, I try to, you know, link our YouTube in the show notes, and you can see what our student ministry does, but you can also listen to a couple messages from them. Um, but for now, let's move on to the five tips for speaking to students. Reminder, I'm just trying to you know, serve you great content in a short amount of time, so I want to split this episode in two. So we'll cover five here and five in the next. So starting with tip number one, drum roll please, uh, here's one. Try to interact with a student's senses when teaching the Bible. Now, I'm not asking you to be some sort of sensory scientist where you need to experiment with their senses, but try to be cognizant and aware of a teenager's senses when teaching truth. Now, this isn't going to be life-changing in any means, but it will be helpful for the students to connect with your message. Now, I briefly covered this topic uh, on the Controlled Chaos podcast, which you should go check out, by the way. Justin Herman's awesome. Um, but I wanted to speak more into it. As each of us know, we we all have five senses. You know, smell, sight, taste, hear, touch. We need to engage those senses when speaking to our students. And here's what I mean by that. Starting with the sense of smell. What could they smell to help the biblical circumstance shed new light? Maybe you give them something rotten to smell, to let them imagine what the environment smelled like when Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead. All right, going to the sense of seeing. What could they see that would make them receive a visual aid of instruction? Any type of video or pictures or even object lesson work well here. Move to the sense of touch. Is there anything that they could touch to get a feel of how realistic it was? Maybe it's a long railroad spike to describe the nails that hung Jesus on the cross. What about the sense of taste? What is something they could taste to imagine they are in another person's shoes? Maybe give them something bitter to taste to remind them of the drink that Jesus was given on the cross. And lastly, the sense of hearing. What is something they could hear to grasp a better understanding? Maybe you play an audio clip of a teenager named Philip asking, you know, your student ministry, hey, Preston with student ministry or whatever your church name is, I have a friend that's going through a hard time in his life. What do I say to him? I mean, that's as easy as getting a coworker or a leader in your ministry to record prior to your message and make it fun and play it during your message. So engage those senses. All right, so tip number two, 
your message should be practiced out loud three to five times before you speak to your students. And why is that? Well, there's many reasons, actually. This helps you actually know the content. It helps with your transitions. And a lot of editing can come with this. And ultimately, it will allow you as a speaker to digest and know your content so well that you're not looking down at your notes the entire time. When sharing a powerful truth with a teenager, it helps when you lock eyes with them. <laughs> Instead of you know them seeing the top of your head while you look down reading something you believe but don't actually know yourself. So make time to prepare to write your messages in advance so you can give yourself some adequate time to practice it aloud. I know this, that some of my best messages are messages that I've practiced and said out loud and prepared beforehand. And it looked, it truly, I knew my content and it looked that way when I was on stage and communicating with them. So read your messages and say them out loud three to five times. All right, so next tip. Tip number three, use a message prep checklist. I know one of the biggest challenges communicator, uh, communicators face on a daily basis is procrastination. And typically procrastination only happens when there's a lack of clarity. A lack of clarity on where to start prepping for your message. And that's why a message prep checklist helps you have a systematic approach every time. And you never have to wonder what's next when it comes to your message prep. And you can stop wasting precious time. You can be prepping for those gospel-centered messages and use that extra time to spend time with your students. If you're interested in uh, maybe receiving some sort of checklist, I have my own. Uh, feel free to email me. Um, my email is at anthony at youthpastortips.com. Again, anthony at youthpastortips.com. You can email me. I'll shoot you what I use. And it's a simple checklist that helps me know step by step and what to do next. So I don't procrastinate. Tip number four, tell your students where you are going in the message and take them there. So what is the truth you're going to reveal? What problem are you going to solve? What cultural issue will be addressed? Let them know the main point up front. No, you don't have to spill the beans necessarily up front, um, but you could offer them a snapshot of what's to come. For instance, if you started with something like, what if I told you there's a way you can be used by God to change the world? And then sharing with them the truth uh, that you're going to be discovering in God's Word, that sharing Him is obeying Him. Now turn with me to Mark 16. You see what I did there? I, I basically told them the question we're going to be answering, why we need to know it, and that truth of sharing Him, obeying Him, and then I took them there where we're going to find that truth. It's simple as that. You told them, and then you took them. So truly, that's what makes a great communicator, right? Someone who ensures that their audience follows along with ease, knowing that the Bible is worth it, even with the attention deficit we face in this generation. So that's tip number four. All right, last tip is this. Provide a time of response at the end of your message. Every great message leaves a time to respond to what they've heard. Maybe you did teach on sharing the gospel and the response time, maybe a moment where they're pinning a lost friend's name on a board and they're just praying for them. They're just responding that way. Maybe you just spoke on forgiveness and the time of response is a time where they get to be honest with others and start talking to their friends or even family members and just asking for that forgiveness. 
Maybe you spoke on beginning a relationship with Jesus and invite students to respond by placing their faith and trust in Him. Whatever topic it is, leave a time for students to respond to clear, applicable steps. And for those of you who don't know my story, I was saved when I was a teenager by going to church, hearing the gospel, and ultimately responding by an invitation and placing my faith on one Wednesday night. Uh, in Jesus Christ. So God has given me the calling to do the same, and that is to reach teenagers with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I get to do this on a weekly basis where I get to share the good news and lastly, invite them to respond to that good news. So be faithful in your invitations. Um, All right, so that's the five tips. Just to review, number one, try to interact with a student's senses when teaching the Bible. Uh, The question is, which sense can you engage Uh, to allow the teenager to connect to your message. Tip number two, your message should be practiced out loud three to five times before speaking to your students. Ask yourself, how am I doing in this area? If I'm not dedicating time to this, what will you move around to begin to internalize the message? Tip number three, use a message prep checklist. Do you have a systematic way of checking off what's next in preparation of teaching God's Word? If not, why not? Start now. Uh, Again, message, reach out. Uh, Tip number four, tell your students where you are going in the message and take them there. How clear are you when you deliver your messages? Tip number five, lastly, provide a time of response at the end of your message. Ask yourself, in what ways are you allowing students to respond to the message that you're teaching them? Okay, so that wraps up the five of the first 10 tips for speaking to students. And as the first episode comes to a close, I just want to say this. I'm so excited as we begin this journey together, growing our influence while reaching teenagers for Christ. If you enjoy these tips, I would encourage you to go download my free ebook, uh, 30 Must Know Tips for Youth Ministry, found on youthpastortips.com. And lastly, we begin as we begin this journey, don't hesitate to reach out. Let's connect. I'm open to youth ministry conversations, and I'm so excited to see how God is going to use you and how He's moving in you through your context. So let's let's talk about that. Let's share what's working and what's not. Uh, again, thank you so much, and don't forget, you're awesome. Thanks for joining us this week on the Youth Pastor Tips Podcast. Make sure to visit our website at youthpastortips.com and also be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply share with another youth pastor about the show, that would help tremendously. Again, thanks for tuning in to the Youth Pastor Tips Podcast and we'll see you next week.